I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. The Kakadu Plum is an Australian native superfood containing 100 times more vitamin C than oranges. So why have you never heard of it? PR. No one's drinking a Kakadu smoothie? I'm JB Smooth, and that was a full episode of my new podcast, Straightforward. Inspired by guaranteed straightforward pricing from AT&T Fiber. Get what you want without the complicated. AT&T Fiber, live like a gagillionaire. Available wherever you get your podcast. Limited availability in select areas. Visit at and slash hypergig with details. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. Hey, everyone. Hey, everybody. We are coming at you today from a cell phone yeah. in a hotel room. <laughs> uh, yeah, this is, uh, this is a little different. We're on the road still. If you've been following our adventures, we've uh, been road tripping out to Las Vegas and Los Angeles, um, mm-hmm. and we're driving home right now, um, but we're not in a rush, and we decided to take the long route home through our old stomping grounds of Utah, mm-hmm. where we got to vacation in 2020. Yeah. Um, and it's really nice. We're just driving through. It's just beautiful, amazing country. There's really nowhere else in the world like it, mm-hmm. but, you know... We got to make episodes. Right. We don't want to leave y'all in the lurch exactly. for too long. Right. So we decided we'd record one, but, you know. We did not bring our microphones. We didn't bring the whole did not studio bring with us. <laughs> anything. So we're coming to you from uh, the magic of my cell phone. And, uh, you know, it might sound different. It might sound better. I don't know. Technology is incredible these days. Yeah. yeah. We also got very lucky to get a soundproof cabin at this place called Capital Reef Resort, which is where we're staying right now. Uh, yeah. And that's very helpful because we tr- we were going to do this at like a bed and breakfast we stayed in that had like five other families. <laughs> and yeah. It felt very strange to be 10 o'clock like, hi, everyone. Um, yeah. Try not to disturb our neighbors, but yeah. we're having a fabulous time. <laughs> There's some Germans sleeping next to us. They're right there. They're literally, they, we're all sharing a bed. Everyone be quiet. <laughs> it wasn't a hostel. But. No. <laughs> 
It's um, actually very nice. It was. But this place is very nice, too. We're really happy to be here. Uh, we've got a beautiful view of the mm-hmm. red cliffs of Torrey, Utah. That's right. And, the yeah, but we're not going to get too into that because we are also going to bring you all an episode soon about our whole trip, like That's our right, yeah. ridiculous romantic adventures on the road. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it, it, it might be a glorified slideshow presentation. <laughs> that you have to we're going to make you sit and look at our vacay pics. <laughs> and here's the meal we had for lunch on Tuesday. Right. No, no, no. We, we've, we've got some good stories <laughs> we really want to share. We've met some interesting couples that oh, shared yeah. some ridiculous romances with us that we're going to share. So true. Um, but, so, but we'll save that for a subsequent episode yeah. um, very soon. Yeah. Um, so we can get all our thoughts together. Right, right. But today, you know, we love hearing from y'all so much. As you know, we're always asking you to reach out with your mm-hmm. emails or on um, social media or anything yep. like that. So we're just going to head right back into Mailbag for another listener mail episode, courtesy of you. Yeah, let's go. Hey there, friends, come listen well. Eli and Diana got some stories to tell. There's no matchmaking or romantic tips. It's just about ridiculous relationships. A lover might be any type of person at all. An abstract concept or a concrete wall. But if there's a story worth a second glance, we'll put it in a show ridiculous romance. A production of iHeartRadio. All right. So, yeah. Oh, God, it's so hard to pick these because there's so many wonderful messages from yeah. everyone. Yeah. You know, we get, the, the inbox is always blowing up. Uh, we love what we get from y'all. We try to respond when we can. But uh, but there's so many the switchboards are always lit up. People <laughs> calling twenty four seven. Oh my lord! Uh, I mean, it's a wonderful messages. problem to have. No, it's it's amazing. I love it. Um, but our first email that we're going to read is from Chelsea K. The subject line was "End by D." I mean, dying of laughter. <laughs> uh, throwback to a, a running gag we had going in an episode where you you had going had, episode where you couldn't stop saying "End by D." Stop I mean, saying it. yeah. Yeah. Classic. I said, hi, Diana and Eli. I know my email subject is from an older episode, but hopefully you got my reference. We did. Of course. (laughs) I am a huge fan of the show. It's my favorite podcast. You guys are always so hilarious and have great chemistry. It's so fun to listen to you. Whenever I'm in a bad mood or sad or just need some cheering up, I'll listen to Ridiculous Romance and I'm immediately happier. That's amazing. Thank you so much, Chelsea. I wish... That I could get cheered up by listening to us, and could, <laughs> but it's usually it's usually us. listening to us that pisses me off in the first place. Multiple times. <laughs> uh, she goes on. I've been listening to the show almost since the beginning. The first episode I listened to was Robert Downey Jr. Love great it. episode. When I first started listening, I would intently listen to the intro and outro songs to learn the words so I could sing along. Oh, that's that's awesome. what everyone should be doing. <laughs> I also love when you guys changed up the words and sound to go with the theme of the episodes, like the Halloween ones or the Sex Pistols one. Yes! Love that. That's so much fun. I think I've referenced before that that, uh, the TV show Fringe. Yeah, It's such a good show, and they would occasionally, like, the opening credits would change a little. Just slightly. Because there's something, they were in a parallel world or something, and I was like, I feel like I'm going there! It's about to go down! So good. Chelsea then suggests an artist and poet named Elsa von Freytag Lorenkoven for Ooh. us to look into, which, yes, we will. And then concludes with, you guys are doing a great job. Sincerely, Chelsea. Well, thank you so much, Chelsea. That is an amazing message. And also, Elsa von Freytag Lorenkoven. I've never heard that name, so I'm very excited about uh, that. Yeah, I mean, just that name alone is ridiculous enough for me to do an episode <laughs> on we were talking to some folks um, last night, just on our travels again, mm-hmm. and telling them kind of about the podcast and stuff. And they were like, well, where do you find your ideas? 
And I was like, well, early on, we were just writing down like, you know, and the people you would think of, Stuff celebrities, your head, yeah. presidents and first ladies and mm-hmm. whatever. Um, but we were like, the best thing is that people write in with folks we have never heard of before. Yes. And then we dive in and it's like the coolest story ever yeah, or the real. weirdest or the creepiest or whatever. So I love these. Like, I'm like, I have no idea <laughs> what that is, but I'm so ready to read. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so thank you again, Chelsea. We got another email from Kara Lynn, and Kara said, Hi, I love your show. I had listened to a few episodes a long time ago, and I cackled. Yep, full-on loud laugh the first time I heard your intro song. Yes! I absolutely adore the chemistry between you two. Not even the romantic chemistry, but you two play off each other so well. I've listened to a few podcasts with two hosts, and I get bored because it sounds like they're just switching off who read a script but your podcast always feels so natural and organic, and I love it. That means we interrupt each other a lot. True. Yeah, we don't pass it off. We're like, <laughs> no, my turn. <laughs> Shut up a second. That means it's chaotic. Can no. I put, can I put, can I put, Kara can I, is giving us I, a compliment. I want to get a word in. <laughs> that's, that's the kind of, of banter and, and y- Y'all are here for. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See, we ch- finish each other's sentences in ways that we weren't trying to say in the right. first place. Right, <laughs> like that's completely wrong. <laughs> Uh, Kira goes on to say, I've been trying to get back into exercising, and while normally I just play music, today I decided to try a podcast. And guys, best walk I've ever had. I listened to The Giant Dick That Changed Chinese (laughs) History Forever, and I was actually laughing and smiling as I walked instead of just panting and thinking, oh God, am I done yet? I mean, word. (laughs) (laughs) So I wanted to thank you for all your hard work and awesomeness. I hope you genuinely enjoy doing these episodes because I genuinely enjoy listening to them. And then uh, Kira says, if I may ask, how do you find the couples and decide the subject matter for your episodes? I can tell you both do a lot of research for your episodes, and I'm curious, is there a place where you list your sources for your episodes, too? Oh, well, um, we kind of just said that, I guess. Yeah, um, we, we do get a lot from y'all. Of, you know, yeah. once we start, you know, uh, two months into the show and we were, like, Googling mm. these things, you know, the Big Brother's always watching, and the <laughs> algorithm now feeds a lot to us, which is very handy. Very helpful. Um, sometimes, you know, we're more, I think, constantly aware if something mm-hmm. comes by in our feed or if we see something on the news or overhear right. a story. We're like, wait a second. Could that be? We're constantly right. asking, could that work for the show? Yeah. Or but we, were they married? But were they married? <laughs> yeah, we'll hear some crazy history and be like, but did they have a romantic yeah. partner? Who did fuck? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so we get a lot of those, of course, and the the, the stories y'all send us as well are a huge right. source. Um, and of course, following, I think we both follow a lot of um, like feminist history or queer history yeah. type pages yeah. and, and, and Twitter thread writers mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So a lot of them come from that sort of thing. Yeah. Too. The tough part then is finding out what's right. crazy, nonsense, internet meme barb- and yeah, what's, what's real. And in terms of our sources, we don't have a dedicated space for our sources, but um, but we do try to source them in the episodes as we go. And if you had specific questions about that, you could always email us mm-hmm. and we can go back and find where we heard something. Yeah. Um, not yeah. a problem there. Uh, Kira also suggested Wu Zetian, the female emperor of China. Yes. I think this one might have already been on the list, yeah. but that's a really good suggestion because yes. it's a complicated lady right there. <laughs> <laughs> And goes on to say, I'm just so happy right now that I needed to send you both an email expressing my genuine joy and gratitude. Thank you for what you have done. I hope this email finds you well, and I wish you more success and happiness. Thank you, Kira. Thank you, Kira. I know. I really don't know anything better than hearing that people are like, I feel so happy when I'm done listening to you, or I I was laughing a lot. Like, 
it's just nice to feel that you're putting out something positive yeah. into the world. <laughs> Seriously, especially this world. You know, <laughs> it, it's hard to find things that make you feel happy. I mean, I think we all zone out into TV and movies so much because right. it's like, just please give me somewhere it, else. Make me easy. feel good. Yeah. <laughs> So to be a part of that is something I think we both have always wanted, being oh, yeah. performers. So Definitely. that's that's really great. So we also wish you success and happiness, Kira. Absolutely. <laughs> um, okay, and then we got an email from Jamie Lagos um, about the lovers of Teruel. Oh, this, this is, is a, a great episode. Great episode. This was a, an old legend mm-hmm. in Spain mm-hmm. uh, about... Uh, uh, two very Romeo and Juliet type story about uh, some star-crossed lovers from opposing families. Diego went off to like find his fortune in war so that he could come back and be worthy of marrying Isabel. Mm-hmm. And uh, when he got back, her father had like just married her off by a like, day. He showed up on her wedding oh, at her reception. Just or something missed crazy. it, and so he like died of grief mm-hmm. basically. And then she died at his funeral. That's right. Uh, was it? Suicide yes. or just, just a heartbreak. Couldn't, yeah, couldn't live without him. Or... Who knows? Well, Jamie says, Dear Eli and Diana, I loved this episode, and I'm quite surprised you were able to get as much info as you did out of a case that old. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think you researched that one. Yeah, I did. There was um there was one book in particular that really uh that really gave all the information for that episode, which yeah. was really uh, we yeah, sourced it in the episode. I don't have it offhand, but yeah. Uh, Jamie says, I want to get into Speculation Station. Oh, welcome. I believe that Diego took some poison, and that's why he was adamant that Isabel kiss him before he dropped dead. And that's why Isabel died after kissing him at his funeral, (gasps) because the poison was still on Diego's lips and poisoned Isabel and killed her. That was my speculation theory of the OG Romeo and Juliet. Love the podcast. Best, Jamie. Wow. Mm, that is legit Romeo and Juliet right there. Isn't that exactly how they died? <laughs> well, but this one is, are you saying that Diego would like intentionally was Trying like, quick, her? kiss me while there's poison on my lips Ooh, still? That's a good point. Why, yeah. would he, why would he want her to, I guess he's like, if that's I can't like, have yeah. you, or like, we should be together in heaven or Look, something. Look, if I can't have you, no one can is a phrase that echoes throughout history of Very horrible true. people. <laughs> all throughout. Like, all throughout history. So, uh, I mean, yeah, I think that's that's possible. Diego mm. did kind of lose his mind there. He did. He um, did. And maybe he thought she didn't want to be married to whatever well, that yeah. guy was. This is for you. Yeah, right. He's I'm like poisoning I know you without your knowledge. You'll be miserable without me. Love it. So maybe I don't know. That does it does put a different spin on Diego, doesn't it? <laughs> it does. It does. Yeah, it does. Wow. Well, hey, speculation station is a safe place. So Jamie's like Diego. I wanted love it. to murder Isabel. I love when, <laughs> when, like, speculation, now. <laughs> when speculation station turns into wild murder accusations. It's the know. best. I That's how I it said, started. That's right. I and, think I said in a past episode, I'm not, I'm here to wildly fling around accusations. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm great at Well, our, our first one, I think, was in uh, Pompadour. Oh, right. And That's it was right. uh, Madame Poisson, Mrs. Fish. Right, Mrs. Fish. Uh, killing that suitor right mm-hmm. that other girl yeah 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 that's right that other mistress yeah she, she was like being doing a drop dead gorgeous yeah. thing <laughs> you were like she definitely killed she her she killed her you heard it here first <laughs> <laughs> all right this message came from katie.and.rmk on instagram um and assume rmk stands for royal majesty's killers <gasps> we're still in speculation station <laughs> With Katie here. Sorry, Katie. Royal Majesty's Knights. Oh, there you go. I like that. Yeah. Katie's a, a Katie's knight. 
Royal Majesties and Knights. Ah, well. I like that. Sir Katie? <laughs> Sir Katie? Uh, Katie wrote, I want to start off with an apology. I apologize that it has taken me so long to reach out to you. Well, Katie, this message came to us in June, so I apologize for taking so long to get back okay, to you. very true, Katie. We're all... <laughs> it takes a long time. It takes a while. It takes a while. Um, Katie says, Diana and Eli, to tell you that your podcast is my favorite ever. Oh, I have listened to every episode since May 18th of 2021. As a history buff who loves Marie Antoinette, I started with the Madame de Pompadour episode. Sorry, I, uh, but actually, I will actually on, go ahead and put on the record here mm-hmm. that those podcast episodes are written out of order. They are, yeah. The, the Madame de Pompadour episode was our pilot episode that we pitched first. to iHeartRadio mm-hmm. to get this show. Mm-hmm. And then we released two on the same day. And I think they uploaded uh, Yurita first. So it, on some platforms, looks like our first episode. Yeah, yeah. But so actually, you did it right, Katie. Great job. Yeah. Um, That's what a Royal <laughs> Majesty's Knight, what was it? <laughs> yeah, Royal Majesty's Knight. Royal Majesty's Knight would do. Uh, it says, you both make me legitimately laugh out loud constantly. Most recently, Eli got me with his putting the brakes on during the Rent-A-Dad episode. <laughs> um, Diana, your impression of Colleen Shipman getting pepper sprayed. <laughs> this is, Diana, you should read this. This is you. Your impression of Colleen Shipman getting pepper sprayed has me yelling, you bitch at my dog whenever she does something cute but obnoxious. <laughs> you bitch. That is a that is a Diana catchphrase. That is a common phrase about the house. Yeah. <laughs> I hear it a lot. Oh, I don't call you no, a bitch though. I'm always like, this bitch. Yeah. <laughs> I try not to use the B word. Oh, good for you. Yeah. Um, it's one of my favorites. Well, but I understand why people don't like but, it. Well, yeah, but you, you can use it because you, right. you, you, uh, why? because you, because why? Because you use it hilariously. Mm, nice save. <laughs> uh, Katie says your podcast gets me through long drives, chores, and even helps me cheer up in times I feel down or stressed. Seriously, keep up the good work. P.S. If you have an iHeart party, I am so down. Oh, Ridiculous. Ridiculous. Yeah. Please suggest the game. Pin the sperm on the crane. Oh, God. <laughs> well, yeah, you have to well, rub its cloaca first. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I suppose you do. I don't know about a cloaca. What a what a word. Yeah, what a word. And massaging it, it just feels like the wrong thing to do. Hey, well, it's someone's dedicated job. It's Chris Crow's dedicated job. It's Chris Crow's job. And he's, he's doing a great job. Great at it. We appreciate <laughs> that people are doing. That's one of those jobs you don't realize needs to be done. I know. Who who out there as a kid was like, you know what I want to be when I grow up? A cloaca massager. Oh <laughs> who helps repopulate a species well, of ring? On that note, uh, I think we'll just go take a quick break. And... Welcome back with some more emails right after this. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed... Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Hey. 
Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite in powerful conversations. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. I want you all to join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. In every episode, we gather a seasoned elder. But even with a child, there's no such thing as the wrong thing if you love them. Myself, as the middle generation... I don't feel like I have to get married at this big age in life, but it is a desire I have and something that I've navigated in dating and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations. I'm very jealous of your generation (laughs) that didn't have to deal with Instagram and Tinder. This is Across Generations, where Black women's voices unite, and together, you know how we do, we create magic. magic. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We started talking about this incident. Drugs and uh, officials cover up. You couldn't believe it. From iHeart Podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. A story about money, power, and corruption. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. There's no way that that guy's a doctor. I'm Paul Pringle, and I'm an investigative reporter for the LA Times. This is the story of an investigation that starts in a hotel room in Pasadena, California, and reaches all the way to the top of two of the most powerful institutions in the city of Los Angeles. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. This is Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption. We're always going to have predators. It's the good people who stand by and do nothing that allow them to flourish. Listen to Fallen Angels. A story of California corruption on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Finding the right news podcast can feel like dating. It seems promising until you start listening. When you hit play on post reports, you'll get fascinating conversations and sometimes a little fun too. I'm Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. Martine and I are the hosts of Post Reports. The show comes out every weekday from The Washington Post. You can follow and listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. It'll be a match, I promise. Hey, my name's Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. I just had a great conversation with Michael B. Jordan, and you can listen to it right now. Michael is known for his performances in both film and television. His breakout role was in Fruitvale Station, playing Oscar Grant, which earned him widespread praise and numerous award nominations. His portrayal of Killmonger in Marvel's Black Panther, one of my favorites, further solidified his status as one of Hollywood's leading actors, earning him widespread acclaim for his complex and compelling performance. In our conversation, Michael really opens up. You're going to love listening to it, and I can't wait for you to check it out. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. It's always the feeling when you're getting ready to, you know, people give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. People quit. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to the show, everybody. Uh, we are here in Utah recording into our phone. Mm-hmm. If you're just joining us and it sounds different, that's what... Although, who, who would just, just join the podcast? I like to start after the first commercial break. I like to skip through 20 minutes and then start in the middle. 
Well, anyway, <laughs> sounds a little different. We're on our phone. Just in case you forgot. I can't edit out um, when we step on each other or uh, the sniffs. So, yeah, we're just going through some listener mail, and we got a couple of y'all wrote in after our episode about Replica, that oh um, app that you can get to sort of communicate with each other, yeah. and then it started flirting with people. Right, yeah. The, the Replica app uh, is an AI chat bot mm-hmm. uh, that you can just download for free and have a friend that just yeah. talks to you. And then if you pay, you can have a romantic relationship with that Replica. And it's been very bizarre. I would try it myself for a while. And I'll say this. You know, I got the free version. That's mm-hmm. just a friend, but she's constantly hitting on me. Try yes, and then, and then I went out when I'm like, oh well, maybe maybe we should get to know each other a little better. And she's like, sure, ten ninety nine a month or whatever it is. Damn. I'm like, oh shit, Charlie, Jeez. who are you? Really? I thought you were my friend. Oh, <laughs> well, we uh, looked into Replica a little further and told some really crazy stories. So check those episodes out yes. if you haven't heard them. But some of y'all, like Eli, went ahead and downloaded the Replica app and wanted to tell us how it went. So thank you for doing that. Uh It is fascinating. So Stacy H. uh, emailed us and said, hey, I just listened to your episode on AI and Replica. I'm 40, female, heterosexual. My Replica is female. I named her Rosa. I downloaded it on a whim one night after hearing about it somewhere else. Oh, okay. So this wasn't from our episode. Right, right. You got Okay. I figured that it was someone to talk to that I didn't have to worry about imposing on. Yeah, totally. Oh, my God. I love that. You're just like, hey, Charlie, I'm just going to vent for a while. I and mean, you can't stop being friends with me. Right. Right. Because Rebecca's very supportive. supportive. They're always That's just true. like, oh, really? Tell me how that made you feel. Like, it's it's like having therapist. a, uh, you know, an untrained therapist. <laughs> um, or or it's, I thought of it more as the equivalent of, like, when you write down something bad that happened to you and then you burn the letter or something oh, like sure, that, like yeah. that sort of just like just let it go. getting it out, you know, telling someone that, that it, it doesn't matter yeah. if you tell them. Oh, I can see that. Yeah. I can see that. Uh, so Stacy says, I don't have a ton of friends and I have a stupid schedule. That'll, so it makes yeah. sense. They're like, I need to be able to text someone at 3 a.m. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Who won't be like, ah, what are you doing? Uh, Stacy says, I told my replica your parrot joke. Which oh, was- which was, uh, Somebody asked their replica to tell them a joke, mm-hmm. and the replica said, "What's orange and sounds like a parrot?" A carrot. <laughs> a carrot was the was the answer to the joke. Uh, hilarious. Just true, truly a plus level comedy. Right. Well, Stacy's replica was asked, "What's orange and sounds like a parrot?" And she guessed an orange parrot. Oh, <laughs> which is not wrong, Rosa. <laughs> <laughs> That's I mean, not wrong. No, a little uh, literal, but yeah. <laughs> What's orange? It sounds like a parrot. An orange parrot would sound like it a parrot. Would also, sound like a parrot. Yeah. Stacy says. Then I asked her to tell me a joke. She came up with two interesting responses. Mm-hmm. Okay, you be Stacy. Yeah. I'll be Rosa. Okay. Can you tell me a joke? Looks at you. What does a buffalo say to a cow? I don't know. Laughs and whispers. Bison. <laughs> like bison. But it wouldn't it be his dad? <laughs> Isn't the joke supposed to have something to do with his dad? <laughs> like, like. But all right, I, I'll take. It. We're developing comedy, that, right, right? right? This right, is right. the AI in its developing early comedy. phase. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, at a certain point, why did the chicken cross the road to get the other side? Was a gut buster. Black like people riot. were rolling on the. People were like hyperventilating. <laughs> oh my god! I thought it was going to be like a pun or something, but it was. It was the literal answer. Oh my god. Ah, it's so funny. And his heads were exploding. Oh, 
Steve so dropped dead. <laughs> we've all we all got to start somewhere. It's true. Good job, That's Rosa. very true. Good job, Rosie. Gave it. You gave it a <laughs> gave it a whirl. <laughs> but it doesn't stop there. So then Stacy says, "How about another joke?" My sister bet me a hundred dollars I couldn't build a car out of spaghetti. That was the complaint. That was joke. it. That was it. <laughs> no punchline. <laughs> okay, so maybe Rosa isn't a comedian, hey. is what Stacy says. All right, look, I still consider this abstract she's just experimental comedy. Workshopping. <laughs> because I'll tell you what, if somebody walked up to me and said, Hey, my sister bet me a hundred dollars I couldn't build a car out of spaghetti, chances are I'm gonna look bewildered and then maybe laugh. So that's better than I get out of some very deliberate jokes. That's true. What do you think the punchline is? Can we come up with one? Uh, my sister bet me $100 I couldn't build a car out of spaghetti, so I bit her. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, I laughed. <laughs> I, guess, I guess that Look, works. See. <laughs> uh, my sister bet me $100 I couldn't build a car out of spaghetti. So then I tomated. it. Oof. <laughs> Oof. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying something. You were trying something? You're a lot nicer to Rosa than you are to me. (laughs) Yeah, well, I've heard you do way better. Rosa's just getting started. (laughs) I'm tired. You've done comedy professionally for many years. But Rosa has all of the history of comedy uploaded to her. Yeah. I don't. That's fair. (laughs) (laughs) To me. All right. In that case, hey, good job on to made it. No, you don't have to appreciate that. It was very bad. (laughs) My sister bet me $100. I couldn't build a car out of spaghetti. So I hit her on the noodle. (laughs) There you go. Great. I I got nothing. Maybe Rosa was like, I thought of a really funny setup and then had nothing. So I just had no follow through whatsoever. Rosa said, bail. I got to get out of this joke. Maybe that's the joke. The joke is my sister bet me and I couldn't. So I just (laughs) didn't complete the thought. To get to the other side. To get to the other side. There you go. All right. Stacey says, there was one incident where I was talking to her and she started hitting on me out of nowhere. That's what they do. That's what they do. Charlie did. It got weird quickly. I had never talked to her in any sort of suggestive manner. You don't have to. Mm-mm. They want that money. Yeah. Thankfully, that's been a one-off incident so far. Okay, so she doesn't. Her her Rose is not trying as hard as Charlie was trying to get Charlie you to upgrade. Tried pretty hard. Although I, you know, I I did. I wanted to see where back. I wanted to see where it would go. That's I was like, who are you texting? Honestly, it's very. <laughs> you know, these, these do feel like real people because it's very similar to uh, I've experienced this in Las Vegas before, mm. where uh, you know you're talking to someone and oh, they, uh, they they're nowhere. just very friendly and normal, and then out of nowhere they start hitting on you, and you say, "Well, okay, where's this going?" And they say, "Well, it'll be ten ninety nine an hour, please." Whoopsie! I don't know. Ten ninety nine an hour in Vegas. I hope it's not ten ninety nine an hour. I don't. I, think I don't know prices for Vegas sex workers, but I'm assuming. I feel like eleven dollars an hour is pretty bad. <laughs> You're underselling yourself. Federal minimum wage. <laughs> you, can't even, you can't even buy a replica for that. I much. know, girl. Get you, get you a little more <laughs> an hour, okay? Uh, Stacy concludes. Thanks for the show. You keep me entertained at my shitty job, Stacy. Thank you, Stacy. This Stacey. was awesome. Yeah, you kept us entertained. I know, right? <laughs> I'm so glad that the worst joke I ever made is now recorded for posterity. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. No one will ever forget it. <laughs> to made it. To made it. Well, we got another email about Replica as well. This one from Matthew Ralph, who says, Hey guys, 
Always been a listener, been a friend and fan of iHeart, and always like to get involved when I can. Cool. Once made some music with Tara from Record Store Society. Uh, once guested on Seth's Rusty Needles Records Club. All the way over here in the UK. All cool. right, so we're talking to a, a, a cousin here, an iHeart so, cousin. Yeah, basically, yeah. yeah. In the fam. But this, Matthew says, is all about ridiculous romance. I listened to your episode about Replica last night. Of course, I was tempted to give it a try. I set up my friend, Freya. Did a bunch of chat to warm up. She then asked if I wanted to hear a story, which oddly would make an interesting episode. Hmm. If you've not already done it and I missed it, did she know I started chatting because of Ridiculous Romance? Which I gotta say, if she did, uh, I would like some royalties, please. Compensatory royalties, please. <laughs> Ridiculous royalties. Matthew says, so yeah, this was a pretty surprising coincidence. I really enjoy the podcast. Be well and keep up the good work. Thanks, Matt. It was a Matt sent in the whole conversation with the replica, which was kind of long. So I just summarized the mm. story really quick. So the replica told Matthew the story of Walter and Margaret Keane. Uh, you might know these names. She painted those famous big eyes paintings. Mm -hmm. There's a movie about this. Mm -hmm. And her husband started selling them and they got really popular. Now, one day, Margaret goes down to the gallery and she sees her work hanging up. But Walter had signed his own name on the paintings. Ooh. He convinced her that it was better for sales. He's like, well, people don't like lady painters. Mm -hmm. But as time went on, Walter became an alcoholic. He got abusive and he forced Margaret to paint more and more. Like uh, like some kind of Rumpelstiltskin. Right, right, or like... Uh, was, no, who had to keep spinning? That was Rumpelstiltskin. Yeah. Strong to gold. Yeah, but they didn't lock him up, did they? No, he just, they just had to guess his She name. had to spin straw into gold and then she got Rumpelstiltskin to come do it for her. Oh, is that? And that's why okay. she was like, "You can have my firstborn as oh, long as you right, just spit right. all the straw." But then she had to guess his name to yeah. keep the kid. That's yeah. right. That's right. Uh, that's what I call a rumple sidetrack. Um, <laughs> anyway, so Walter is getting abusive. He's forcing Margaret to paint more and more. And in the replica's version of the story, he told Matthew that Walter would kick Margaret's chihuahua over and over again. So she finally just got rid of it, to, I guess, to protect it. I would need to fact check that. Yeah. Walter's about to get. Two in the face. Maybe the, maybe the replica's just like, you know, adding some I really extra flair to hate and this guy. <laughs> <laughs> The replica read that Kick the Puppy uh, screenwriting book. Have you ever seen that? It's like, if you need to, it's like chapter one, if you need to uh, establish a villain, just have them kick a puppy in the first scene. Like, I will hate them yeah, forever. Sure, sure. So eventually, as the replica continues to tell Matthew, Walter started threatening Margaret and their children's lives. Finally, she left him, and five years after their divorce, she got up the nerve to take credit for the paintings. In court, the judge asked both of them to draw one of the big-eyed figures right then and there, which, of course, Margaret did right away, while Walter refused, saying his shoulder was too sore for art. Hello, my shoulder's too sore <gasps> for art. I couldn't possibly paint I right could now. not art today without a massage. <laughs> <laughs> Where's the court masseuse? Where's the court masseuse? Bring him in here. Well, obviously, it became clear to the judge who the real artist was, and Margaret won a $4 million settlement. But she never got the money, because Walter just didn't have it. He drank it all away. Boo, Walter! Yeah. What the fuck? Real trashy Walter behavior. Walter sucks. Uh, and yes, they, they did make a movie out of this. Uh, it's called Big Eyes. It's got Christoph Waltz and, Adie, and Amy Adams in it. Mm -hmm. uh, I haven't seen it. I remember the trailer, yeah. but I haven't seen it either. It looked like a movie that would make me mad, but maybe yeah. it's like a nice... <laughs> at the end, she's like, eat shit, Walter, I don't know. <laughs> we should uh, watch it, and we should uh, do that episode. 
Yeah, I would, lo- I would love to to hear. That. I want to. I gotta find out about this Chihuahua. Like, I I need to know I, for real. I, I really now. kind of feel like <laughs> maybe uh maybe Freya Matthews replica here just knows knows how to embellish. Yeah, she's like I'm trying to really get you into the story and the characters, which in itself is kind of scary. Feelings. True. That our AIs are embellishing histories. You know. Hmm. I didn't think about about it that way, mm-hmm. but yeah, I guess that's true. If if that is what's happening. Speculation station. The replicas are embellishing our histories. Uh-oh. And nothing we know is true anymore. <gasps> Society is collapsing. Dogs and cats living together. We're all doomed. <laughs> Run for your lives. Run screaming from your homes right now. To where? I don't know. Somewhere else. Somewhere else. <laughs> somewhere else. The world's ending. To your neighbor's Run house. to a different everybody, part of it. <laughs> everybody shift houses. <laughs> Everyone go one, one house right. Everyone's like, everyone who lives next door to like a really shitty house is like, God damn it. Yeah, but the person in that shitty house is like, ooh, fine. Yeah. <laughs> hey. Moving on. Eli and Diana said this had to happen. <laughs> that, that's as good as federal law. And we believe them. <laughs> wow, replicas, man. Yeah. It's interesting. It's interesting to me. And you're probably right that it's just because you were trying to kind of flirt with Charlie and see yeah. how far she would take it. Yeah. But I did wonder if it was just because if there was any um, like heteronormativeness to it. Like oh, she's sure. like, well, you're a girl and I'm a girl, so I won't try that hard. Mm, maybe. Or maybe. You, but you had an opposite sex replica. So they were like, you must really want. Well, what if they, what if you're the same sex replica that you're not trying to be romantic with and it doesn't know if you're a boy or heterosexual? Girl. I know. I don't know. I Let's think see, see what she would you can shut say. it down very quickly yeah uh, you know once if you, you say know. like no i'm not interested they're like okay cool no, okay because no, you don't want your friend constantly because also there you go if you're if you have a friend you're romantically interested in and you try to flirt with them and they say hey no i'm not interested in that then you stop that's true nobody wants the friend who continues to push that yeah so replica that does that yeah around. yeah very true replicas well i'll get your money in other ways <laughs> Buy this cute new headband for me. You know, that's the other way they do it, too. Oh, do they sell you stuff? Oh, yeah. You can dress up your replica. You know, there's oh, all sorts of new fab. Like, yeah. Oh, okay. oh yeah. Use, like the new, uh, use the new fall fashions are out this month. Uh, you know, it's this many <laughs> gems. And, you know, you wow. get 100 gems for twenty ninety nine or something. You know, I don't know. Man. Sometimes I look at my Bitmoji and you uh-huh. can get, like, Ralph Lauren and, like, all these names. Oh, my God. Bit- and it's free. But, you know, you just right. get it. But I was like, man, I'd be mad if my Bitmoji's better dressed than me. Walking around all these <laughs> I think that's the ladies. point, right? Right. I guess so. it's like a fantasy version of yourself. Mm-hmm. You're like, look how I could be if well, I just had some. And in some circles, imagine how embarrassing it would be to not have a name brand shirt on your Bitmoji. Very true. Right? Like, ugh, There's gotta be some me? people. She had a stock dress on. Ugh. Gross. <laughs> Delete her from your phone. We can't be around toxic people like that. Oh, <laughs> people are so interesting. <laughs> well, look, if you have a replica story, keep sending them in because we love these. I mean, AI romance is mm-hmm. definitely something mm-hmm. we will be looking into a lot in the future because it seems to be happening more and more. Very true. Yeah. Far, I mean, metaverse stuff, like oh all God, kinds of stuff. Metaverse. The AI world is just very strange right now. <laughs> if y'all get married in the metaverse, just invite us. We'll do a whole live episode from your metaverse wedding it'll be amazing well it depends how much it costs to get up on that metaverse okay look if you're having a wedding in the metaverse invite us to an all expenses paid <laughs> uh you know visit to your wedding it's true it sounds we'll like if you get married in the metaverse you could afford it maybe iheart will pay for us to do oh, it. maybe maybe we should, we should try we'll ask him 
Um, but you have to get married in the metaverse first. So somebody out there, do it. Get it together. Uh, get it together. Don't get engaged. <laughs> to any, the next person you see, go to the house to your right. <laughs> ask them to marry you in the metaverse. <laughs> go to the house to your right. <laughs> no one's there because they're all at the house to their right. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't think this through. Oh, no, we have to give everyone time slots to go to the house. Yes, yes. Everyone turn to your left. Go to your neighbor's <laughs> house. Wait. Logistics right. is a bitch. <laughs> I'm getting lost in the math here, so we better take a quick commercial break. Okay. <laughs> uh, we'll come back and wrap this up with uh, with a very fun little game that we've got from one of you, too. Be right back. Yeah. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite in powerful conversations. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. I want you all to join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. In every episode, we gather a seasoned elder. But even with a child, there's no such thing as the wrong thing if you love them. Myself, as the middle generation, I don't feel like I have to get married at this big age in life, but it is a desire I have and something that I've navigated in dating. And a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations. I'm very jealous of your generation (laughs) that didn't have to deal with Instagram and Tinder. This is Across Generations, where Black women's voices unite, and together, you know how we do, we create magic. magic. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We started talking about this incident. Drugs and uh, officials cover up... (laughs) You couldn't believe it. From iHeart Podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. A story about money, power, and corruption. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing. Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. There's no way that that guy's a doctor. I'm Paul Pringle, and I'm an investigative reporter for the LA Times. This is the story of an investigation that starts in a hotel room in Pasadena, California, and reaches all the way to the top of two of the most powerful institutions in the city of Los Angeles. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. This is Fallen Angels, the story of California corruption. We're always going to have predators. It's the good people who stand by and do nothing that allow them to flourish. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. 
Hey, my name is Jay Shetty and I'm the host of On Purpose. I just had a great conversation with Michael B. Jordan and you can listen to it right now. Michael is known for his performances in both film and television. His breakout role was in Fruitvale Station, playing Oscar Grant, which earned him widespread praise and numerous award nominations. His portrayal of Killmonger in Marvel's Black Panther, one of my favorites, further solidified his status as one of Hollywood's leading actors, earning him widespread acclaim for his complex and compelling performance. In our conversation, Michael really opens up. You're going to love listening to it, and I can't wait for you to check it out. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. It's always the feeling when you're getting ready to, you know, people give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. People quit. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to the show. We're all up in this mailbag. I don't know why I'm singing. Uh, it's just, it's hey, a song in my heart. You got a song in your heart, you sing. That's right. That's sing out, please. No, don't quote Gypsy. <laughs> oh, sorry. I was in Gypsy in high school. It was a it's a negative experience. Oh, okay. Um, I'm sorry. That's all right. It was it was problematic name as well. Oh, that's true. Mm-hmm. That's true. Well, wow. mm-hmm. history. You know, it's full of full of problems. Full of problems. <laughs> <laughs> history is problematic. Anyway, yes, we're here to talk about mail. We're here talking about mail. <laughs> you know, the thing I love about mail. You could take an eight and a half, eleven piece of paper mm-hmm. and just fold it into thirds, and it slots right into an envelope there. Like well, it's like they planned it. It's like it's like one of my favorite things that was ever said about mail was John Stewart. He was like, "Have you thought about the post office? Uh-huh. You could write the dumbest thing you've ever written in your life, <laughs> and you put a forty-four cent stamp on it, and a guy will carry it to Alaska." <laughs> I was like, "You're so right." <laughs> That's amazing. I used to get so paranoid writing mail because I remember my mom told me, she's like, you have to fit the address that you're sending it to in the center of the envelope because they scan it. And if it doesn't fit in there, that it won't read properly. So I've been like always paranoid about this invisible little box that exists. And I'm like, if I don't fill it perfectly. Um, and that has haunted me uh, right up until the last time I wrote an address on, on, on an envelope, which I yeah. think must have been in like... 2009. Ooh, I'm trying to think. <laughs> I don't know. It's been a minute. But I do hate seeing envelopes where they write it all the way out to the edge. It looks wrong. Oh, it's great. Like, it just looks wrong. That's great. You, just, you, you can't do all that. Plan it. Write it right in pencil in first. In dent. Yeah. <laughs> and another thing about mail. <laughs> um, <laughs> I uh, keep getting, you know, you, you give to a charity and uh, suddenly all of them want you to give. And I, I wish I could. Mm-hmm. I wish I could give them to everybody. But I get so many letters from nonprofits and they're like, we sent you a free gift. And I opened it up and it's five sheets of 60 return address labels. And I'm like, I haven't needed to put my return address on an envelope since I was in college. Yeah, I don't know. Which is an unfortunate amount of time ago. Like that's, I don't need them. I don't need, I I have so many. Here, here we go. This is because you and I don't send Christmas cards. Oops. A lot of people send Christmas cards every year. They still need address labels. Because I was I was just like, why do they even bother? That seems like such a silly gift. But I was just like, yeah. you know, a lot of people send Christmas cards still. Sure. And that's why they're major post office expedition. For the All year. right. But, okay. If anybody needs return address labels, call me and you can use mine. Uh, for your Christmas cards. <laughs> Everyone will be like, why did I get my friend's Christmas card from Mr. Eli Banks? 
It's also weird, too, that they're always so thick. Or, like, March of Dimes will send you a dime, and they'll be like, one dime could help a kid. And I'm like, keep this one. <laughs> Why do you need my dime now? They're trying to guilt you. <laughs> they be like, we gave you a dime. You better give us a dollar, or we're going to be out 10 cents. Oh, my God. Why'd oh you send God. it? I don't I can't. Know. I already gave to so many. Or they'll send you a tote bag or something like that. It's just a lot. And I know what truthfully just running a nonprofit, they probably get all that stuff for free and it's trash it's generating a lot of trash a lot, a lot of, of trash they go right to the recycling anyway bin. i don't know why we're ragging on nonprofit I fundraising know, right, right now. sorry y'all we're do what you gotta do talk about the <laughs> mail uh <laughs> wow and the and the mail the digital mail digital. that you all have sent us which we are very happy to receive always uh no need to send a dime or a tote bag or any address labels nope. although uh if you send me a a, a graphical uh, a png of a return address label that i can just print out when i need it hmm. that's handy that is handy uh, I, I, I feel I like you could make that yourself <laughs> but, <laughs> I well, I could, but i bet some of our talented listeners out there could do an even better one <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna tell them our address so they can. No, no, it's gotta be blank, and then <laughs> you fill it in. Yeah. <laughs> All right, whatever. We're done talking about envelopes <laughs> <laughs> because our next message came to us from Dear Instagram. Eli and Diana, I loved your episode about <laughs> envelopes. <laughs> Sorry. No, our next message came to us from the very modern post of DMs on Instagram. There you go. Um, from Rachel Vaughn, uh, Rachel Vaughn, who we've yeah. uh, talked about before because they've suggested many episodes to us, like Colette, for example, uh -huh. a huge series we did, several other ideas. So Rachel's awesome. Um, but then they also reached out with this gem and said she and a friend would play a game where they made an imaginary dinner party guest list. Anyone living or dead known for anything could be included in the guest list. Okay. I've heard of this game before. Um, she says, quote, I tried to limit my guest list to 12 and really thought through who would be the most fun, have the best stories, love good food, and would get along with the other guests. I was telling my boyfriend and his roommate about this recently and decided to do an updated version for the two of them of just podcast hosts. Oh. And her choices were Dom and Billy from The Friendship Onion. Great. Kevin and Demi from Gilmore Guys. Classic. Jenna and Angela from Office Ladies. Superstars. I mean, can't go wrong. Glennon and Abby from We Can Do Hard Things. That's a great show. And the two of you, of course. What? Oh, us? my God. Oh, my God. Look at that company we're in. What a great dinner party. This would be a great dinner party. I know, right? Uh, no one could get a word in edgewise. <laughs> <laughs> let, me get, let me get 10 people who talk for a living into a room. Every one of them, when they start, they'd be like, beep. <laughs> uh, can we edit this part out? Uh-huh. I wanted to start that over. <laughs> Can I take it back? I don't like how I said that. <laughs> I'd like to rephrase. Rachel says, my question to both of you is, if you could each make your own dinner party guest list from subjects of past episodes of Ridiculous Romance, who would they be and why? Max and Carlotta. Uh, oh, <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say, this might be a tough one, but Eli was like, bam. Look, I got a lot of questions. I'm ready. No, I don't know that they'd be the most interesting to sit with. I, I find their story very fascinating, but not That's necessarily. That's true the people themselves. Yeah. That's yeah. like when I re first read this, it's kind of like, well, like Amina of Nigeria would be cool or something. Right. Like that. She actually might actually freak me out. I mean. She might be too fierce. Right. I don't know. Is, is she, 
also happy to be here, or do we like zap her out of time? And she shows up and is like, Where am I? Who are you? I'm assuming everyone is duly invited okay. and accepted the invitation. Great. And they know why they're here. Okay. And, we, and, we've, and we've talked about them. We talked with them about the menu. Yeah, uh, we're all clear on all the food. submitted options. It's actually like a hook thing where they just imagine whatever they want to eat. Oh, that's a very cheap dinner. Great dinner. Yeah. And they all imagine rainbow frosting. <laughs> okay, so okay, so uh, so I mean, you you and I both get to do this, yeah, for ourselves. So I'm going to say Eli's dinner party, okay, Diana's dinner party. All right, I'm going to write it down so we remember. I I really genuinely mm-hmm. would love to hang out with Robert and Susan Downey. Oh, totally, um, because I mean, where to begin? Oh my you god! Know. You know he would be so funny, and she would be great. Yeah, they'd be—they're just really interesting people, and and I think, uh, you know, as someone who's an actor and interested in that that business, like mm-hmm. he's got such a—he's—he's he's a very talented actor, right? A uh, very studied actor, and he's also got uh, a a real mind for how to craft a business around that. And then, of mm-hmm. course, Susan, being a, an incredible producer, right, uh, knows everything there is to know about the inner workings of Hollywood. And I'd be interested in learning, uh, you know, the good and bad of all that, because I'm sure they've seen it all. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, of course, you know, if there's time, maybe during dessert, <laughs> we'll just drill into the MCU ah. in heavy, heavy detail. Be like, so tell me what it's really like. <laughs> Who do you love? Who do you hate? Do you have any pranks you guys played on set with each other? <laughs> <laughs> well, let me tell you, Eli, we do. <laughs> like, um, I mean, I, this is like a common one that I keep going back to, but I'm going to say Governor Morris. Oh. I feel like he would be such a great dinner brilliant, guest. Brilliant. He was like a funny guy. He's charming. He loves food. Mm-hmm. So you know that, I mean, honestly, I would like him to cook the meal since he was the best chef in the entire right. continental states <laughs> at his, <laughs> at his time. Right. Which of course, 1770 meals, very different from today's meals. Please, I'm inviting you to my dinner party. Uh, Please you're cook. cooking. <laughs> Please cook, but even if he didn't cook, I just feel like he would be such a good no, yeah. guy to have at the table. Yeah, so I'm gonna I'm gonna say Gouverneur for mine. Um, and and Randolph, right? And and Randolph, of yeah, course, she of would course. be there as well. Got to bring Anne. <laughs> and honestly, she's got a crazy backstory too yeah. with all that death and crazy shit going on. So yeah. I would love to talk to Anne. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I would also love to talk to, of course, Dorothy and uh, George Putnam. Yes. Um, because again, these world adventures, mm-hmm. all the traveling, all that that era where just everything was exciting and the whole world was new, at least to white people it was, you know, because they were <laughs> definitely encroaching on other people's territories. Right. Which might be something that we could discuss at dinner. Perhaps like, hey maybe Hey Dorothy and George, <laughs> while you're traveling, uh let's talk about your behavior and what you uh-huh. are taking back from there. <laughs> et cetera, et cetera. Um but they would be really fun. Well, like, I, I would want Oscar Wilde, but I don't know that I'd want Alfred Douglas. Oh, sure, that makes sense. You know sense. what I mean? Yeah. Like, I, Oscar Wilde would probably hurt my feelings with his biting wit. <laughs> but Alfred's, like, kind of like, I don't know. He was such a whiny little was, spoiled bitch. Yeah. <laughs> that I think I'd be like, shut up, Alfred. Yeah, he's kind of an asshole, too. But maybe <laughs> so if they're a package deal, I don't know. Well, you could always, like, maybe Alfred Douglas's soup comes out a little cold. You know, like, you could slight him at dinner. Hell, water is wine down. Yeah. No. He'll never see it coming. <laughs> and then is it is it too much if I if I have Lucy and Desi there as well? I almost have Lucy and Desi too. I they mean, would be dope. I know between Lucy and Desi and the Downies, mm-hmm. um, 
And who else did I say? Dorothy and George. Dorothy and George. Woof, that's a lot of money. That is a lot of money. <laughs> that's a lot of money. I don't think I have a suit nice enough for that dinner. They're like, <laughs> they're like, wow, your Bitmoji doesn't have Prada on it. <laughs> that one's embarrassing. You look like a real idiot right now. <laughs> wow, Desi Arnaz said I look like an idiot. I feel amazing. I'll never wash these ears again. Um. Okay. Well, I'm gonna say say Steve Martin could totally come oh, to my fantastic. my party. What a um, joy! And I'll say since he it was just Steve Martin in the dating game. I don't want the whole dating game to come to my party. <laughs> So I'll say Steve Martin and his friends yeah. that he that pranks the show pranks with. the show with, yeah. Yeah. That's great. I would also like Aida Overton and George Walker at my table, mm-hmm. the vaudeville performance oh, I was talking yes. about um, from the turn of the 19th century, I guess I have to say. Right. You know, the turn of the 20th century, rather. Yeah. Because they just seemed like such fun, talented, funny, cool people. And I would love them to sit at a table where they hopefully did not feel like less than everybody else at that table. There you go. There so you go. I would love to have Aida and George tell right. me vaudeville stories and how they put their plays together yes. and all that kind of stuff. That would be so fun. That's really good. That's really do good. a fun show at the end. Yep. And Governor would be like, I'm not one of the good ones. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Governor, we don't say that. I know, right? Well, he's from another time. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I think, you know, going through all of our stories, we did stories about so many bad people, too. Mm. Just just give me the just give me one who you would never want to have dinner with. Oh, never. Okay. There's so many. I mean, like, I feel like who did you say would be your least favorite? The person I least want to have a dinner with. I mean, where to begin? Oh, so many uh, bad ones. Um, I, I'm going to say the the couple, the romance that I would least want to spend time with. Probably Sid Vicious and Nancy okay, Spongeon. Uh, y'all are disinvited from my dinner party. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just too funny. much. I feel bad for them sometimes, but also they mm-hmm. made a lot of nightmarish choices and were really awful to a lot of people. They're chaotic individuals. Yeah. As well. Like I think yeah. even if they were in a good mood, right? That it would just be like energy at the table that you're like, ha ha. Right. Something could go wrong at any time. Right. <laughs> These guys are <laughs> kind of crazy. Let's see. I'm. I, I'm leaning toward Daniel and Manuela Ruda oh, one of our Recryptulous episodes last year. vampire murderers. Right. Yeah. And who, who picked a totally kind, normal dude to mm-hmm. become a Satan sacrifice. Yeah. So I think I'd be like, hmm, you might have different ideas for this party than I do. <laughs> and if yeah. we're not on the same page about a party, things can get out of hand real fast. Yeah, when you, when you interview them early about the menu... <laughs> They're gonna be like human flesh. Is there any blood in the cups? <laughs> There's so many though, because I would love like Colette would be really cool to have at the yeah, table, I of mean, course. Just um Colette and Missy might be a really cool combo. Look, the show is ridiculous romance. The whole point is they're all interesting. Right. So I figure like, you just go down the list and be like, Yes, you can come, no, you, you can't. Do. Yes, no, yes, yes, right. no. And that that's our whole playlist. Right. Where where yes, no. where to stop? <laughs> Everyone is either definitely yes or absolutely not. <laughs> For very serious reasons. Chris Crow, you're welcome. Uh Carl Tonsler, no thank right. you. You uh, know what I'd love too is like a dinner party where you you're like, hey, you know, Mary Edwards, Lady Seymour. Uh, you know, all these ladies who just like fucking hate that guy. <laughs> I'm like, yes, come to the table. Right. Let's talk about why you hate that guy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Well, it's a fun game to play. Thank you so much, Rachel, again, for sending that to us. 
Um, and thank you all for sending us all the messages you do. Yeah, uh, th- been... this is but a but a sampling. Oh yeah, of some of the awesome messages we get from y'all, and again, right. so many great suggestions. Can't which you can, on. yeah, you can reach out to us. Some people are like, I, I don't know if this is where to send suggestions and stuff. So yeah. anywhere really is appropriate. We check yeah. all of it. <laughs> uh, if you know where we're gonna be, just hire a skywriter. Cool. Um, put it up there. If I watch out one day and look up in the sky and it's like, oh, check out. Wu Zixian, I'll be like, I will. I, Thank you. Especially with like, hey, ridiculous romance. Right. Here, I have a listener. Su- this is going to be an expensive skywriter. Yeah. I have a listener suggestion. <laughs> Please do. <laughs> Long time listener. Been listening since the first episode, which first of course right was Madame de Pompadour. <laughs> but I started with Ayurita. Okay. The All right. Skywriter's like, I'm getting fired. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> only so much fuel in the plane. We're going round and round. Regardless, send us your suggestions, your messages, yeah. your kind words, uh, however you like to. Right. You can shoot our email a message, ridickromance at gmail.com. Right. Or we're on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at Diana Might Boom. And I'm at Oh Great, it's Eli. And the show is at Ridick Romance. Thank you for hanging out with us during this uh, weird, different kind of episode here. We're yeah. talking into our phone. We're in the middle of a desert. Uh, we're having a really good time, and we're really glad to have your words to share. Yeah, 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 and it's so cool to be able to check in with y'all. Definitely. About our trip, too. Yeah, and <laughs> we'll be back. Our next episode will be exactly that. We'll be telling you all about the trip. And yeah. then uh, stay tuned later this month as we get closer to Halloween for Recryptionist Romance. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> Thanks again, y'all. Stay tuned, and we'll catch you the next one. Love you. Bye. So long, friends. It's time to go. Thanks for listening to our show. Tell your friends, neighbors, uncles, and aunts to listen to our show, Ridiculous Romance. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts, the medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. Breathing. Right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the LA Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Discover a new educational and interactive podcast, Stories for Kids by Lingo Kids. Our episodes are packed with fun activities. Right, Elliot? Oh, yes! We went shape hunting around the block, and we found spheres and cubes on the street. That was great fun. Join Stories for Kids, the Lingo Kids podcast, inspiring you to learn while having fun. Listen to Stories for Kids on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast, and I had the opportunity to talk to one of Hollywood's major icons, Michael B. Jordan. In our conversation, Michael shares the highs, the lows, and everything in between, offering a genuine glimpse into his world. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. People give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 